Welcome to the Black Girl Bravado Podcast, your weekly fix for all things mental health and wellness. I'm Brittany, the joke-cracking, detail-oriented friend who is always down the road when you need her. For the legal stuff, though, not the illegal stuff. And I'm Germany, the loyal friend who keeps you laughing. I'm a ray of sunshine, and you can always find me on the dance floor. And not only are we besties, but we're your besties. You heard me right. It's homegirl vibes here. Get ready for the girls to dish the real, the raw, and the fucking funny. And listen, we may drag you, but it's always in love. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, y'all. How's it going? Pretty good. It's going well. How are you? I'm well. I'm good. Good. I'm um, happy to be here. Good. Speaking of happy, happy, happy new year, new year y'all. Happy new year. You're you made here. It. You made it another year. We're here. We made it another year mm-hmm. and no place I'd rather be than here. Yes. Claiming an abundant and full year for all of us and for all of you too. Mm-hmm. So how was your weekend? My weekend was um, eventful. Mm. I went to brunch with my homegirl. Oh, and I also went to support my homegirl on Friday, DJ. DJ Kari Moon. Oh, here it is. Yes. <laughs> well, so, good. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been doing some home reno. So, <laughs> home reno. So, I've been really enjoying being in, in my apartment and indulging in all of the newness of it. I'm like, I love it here now. That's good. Which makes me feel good. So, yes, it was a good full weekend and the party don't stop. We're here today. So, yes, we are here with y'all chopping it up, Mm -hmm. chopping it the hell up. So, like we said, thank you for being here. Thank you for everyone who has come through. Hit the follow button. We see the followers going up. We see the ratings and reviews going up. So, please, let's keep that energy. Yes, super easy. Make sure you hit the bell so you don't miss anything. The Black Girl Bravado podcast. We need you tapped in and turned on, turned on. Yes. So thank y'all to all who came through and did that. Shout out to everybody who's been joining us on Patreon. Patreon is our exclusive membership community where every month we do a bonus episode. We do a monthly check in where we just tap y'all into what's been going on in our personal lives and how we've been feeling. Um, Playlists are over there. And then audio affirmations as well. And our journal prompts. Yes. And access to our discord. Where we have, um, you know, on ongoing dialogue about the episodes or whatever might come to mind. It's just our big group chat. So it's really nice to um, keep the conversation going over there. Hear what you guys think. We were talking and we said our discord is our little focus group because they always come in and they're like, love the episode. Happy BGB Tuesday. I'm like, oh, is that what you guys call it? I love that. So cute. So if you're interested in connecting with other girlies, other homegirls who love this content and um, are looking for the same things that you are looking for, then you might want to jump on over to Patreon and log into that Discord. Mm-hmm. It's good over there. Trust us. Yeah, it's a it's a cheat code. So. Yes. All that information is down in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Also, y'all, we are here in the new year. It's 2023. We have something so exciting coming up. This is our first time ever hosting a retreat. It's here. This is the year. This is the year to do all the things that you're dreaming of. And that starts with the retreat for us. So we're going to be taking a, a slew of our homegirls to El Salvador spending. We will be there two weeks, but there's an opportunity for y'all to join us for a week and just connect, relax, reset, 
Heal. We are hosting some amazing workshops and it's going to be a really, really, really special moment to have everybody there, a bunch of black women in the middle of uh, El Salvador yes. in the jungle, just enjoying one another. So if this sounds like something that's calling you, this experience is calling you, just use the link in the show notes. Yes. Follow, follow the call, answer the phone. There's still time to set up a payment plan and work it out, work out the details. Yes, we can't wait to meet y'all. It's going to be a time. I'm excited. I do need to put in my PTO. Mm, put it in. But I'm going to be there. Right. If I got a call. Oh, That's what they say I'm with sick. black people. It's not permission. It's a notice. That's it. I will not be here for two weeks. So do whatever y'all got to do, but I won't be here. I'm putting you up on notice. Yes. So I need to put in my notice that I won't be there for two weeks and I'm going to do that ASAP. Get to it. Get to it. Um, Reach out to us if y'all have any questions. We are here to answer them or guide you to the right person who can answer. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. We also want to let y'all know that we're doing something new in 2023. We want to talk to you and we want you to talk back. We have set up our homegirl hotline, which is basically a direct phone number to leave questions that you might want advice to, to drop your gems um, or share your I did that shit so we can share it here on the show. It's just a way for y'all to be in communication with us and we can share and go back and forth as a community. So y'all take this number down, but it'll also be in the show notes. Reach out to us at 310-363-0167. Again, 310-363-0167. Hit the homegirl hotline when you need us. We'll be waiting for Mm y'all. So we are in a new month, a new series, new year, new everything. And we all know what we're doing in January usually, right? We are writing down our goals. We're stating our intentions. And then we look up six months later and we're like, uh, what did I say in January? What the fuck is really going on and at the end of the year? We don't barely remember what we said. I know that's me. I, I don't even remember what I said last year. <laughs> right. I don't. And that's sad. I know. (laughs) I I feel the same. I know I said some shit. I probably said, I'm going to be in the gym. And I think I was in the gym a handful of times this year. No, you did better. Towards the end. But the the, majority of the year trickled away from me. It slipped right through my hands. But you got out. Towards the end. But I'm sure there was other things. The body is just a reoccurring goal. It's a reoccurring theme. I got to get a handle on it. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. This happens to us so often. And This year, we want to be different. You know, we realize that this is a tendency that we have to set a goal. We set it mm, in a way that's not actionable. And we've been talking about actionable goals and steps. And then we look up and we're like, "Mm, nothing happened. Nothing's changed. And we realize it's a mindset shift that needs to happen. A change needs to happen in the mind, y'all. There's a lot of work that we have to do to really implement real change. Yeah, it has to be something deeper i realized that when we were doing our 2022 wrap up Mm -hmm. and as i was reflecting i realized like how there were achievements and i don't even want to really i guess they were goals that were reached i think they were since they were goals that were set like not for the year but like for the quarter not even for the quarter like just goals for the podcast in general that oh when we're on the network oh yeah um, Desires. that is a goal or that was reached or a desire that was reached. But I'm talking about like more like the ones that I set in the beginning of the year. As I reflected, as I was reflecting and I realized like how complacent I felt despite like some of the accomplishments that happened. I was like, you know what? No, 
Mm-hmm. I have to be way more proactive and there has to be some undoing of the way that I've been going through life because this has become far too common. Yeah. And I don't like it. Y'all, I'm looking at our damn 2021 <sighs> intentions. Now, you already know this is sad. We have to revamp this board over here. The, but the board and the calendar. The board and the calendar. But we have some 2021 intentions that still have not been met. <laughs> There's still work to be done. And, and and you know, we're in the midst of making everything happen. But that is so funny that truly you have to have a system in place. You do. You have to have a, a intentional mind when you're setting your goals and your intentions that you're going to really work towards getting shit done. Yes. Um, I have a question for you since we're talking about getting shit done. Do you ever feel like you have many things to get done or that you're always busy? Yes, that's my life. That everything's a priority. Everything, everything. I feel like I'm in a constant hamster wheel. Mm. Everything has equal priority. It's like work is important. The podcast is important. My social life is important. Mm -hmm. They're all in the same playing field, which often makes me feel overwhelmed. Yeah. A little slightly chaotic. How about you? Do you feel like you have tons of priorities? Yes, which is crazy to have like five things that are priorities. But they are. I do. Like you mentioned, work, the podcast, my romantic relationship, social life, myself. Um, everything feels like it has equal weight. But I, I know that that's not possible. Something ends up suffering. Usually it's me. I'm suffering. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm suffering there. I'm super tired. Yeah. I'm a little bit irritable. I feel either unfulfilled because I'm stretched too thin. I'm not doing my best. So um, this definitely happens to me often. Yeah. And it's crazy because you asked me, do I feel like everything is a priority? And the word priority used to be singular. Mm-hmm. We call things priorities. Like I got my priorities. This is my priority. Right. That is my priority. But the word priority was introduced to the English language in the 1400s. And then in the 1900s, it became plural because of the Industrial Revolution and because America and because of the um, conditioning and the way that our minds work and the way we think everything is important. So priority, it wasn't even supposed to be priorities. It was right. supposed to be priority. The first one. So that we can only. determine <laughs> what is actually the most important prioritize that and then everything else falls by the wayside but we've made everything a priority and we wonder why we feel frazzled when everything is a priority nothing is Mm. you know when everything is like how how can you differentiate between what's super important if you too feel this way that everything in my life is a priority i'm constantly being pulled i'm stretched thin i'm feeling exhausted i'm feeling overwhelmed and overworked then you might need a little restructuring right And we have the perfect tool for us and for y'all. Essentialism. Enters the chats. Essentialism. And I was in ascension. Please. (laughs) No. Leave that. Leave that. Leave that in 20. What was that? 19? Yeah. R.I.P. Nipsey. Um, So essentialism. So how do we stumble upon essentialism? By way of a book. Yeah. That's how most things are introduced to us. Um, We weren't looking for it. It found us. Mm I think Abby recommended it. He did when we were at dinner. He, right? did. he, did. he did. So great he, recommendation, Abby. Thank you. Yes. He dropped the gym. We picked it up, mm-hmm. got the book, um, listened to the book. As soon as he started talking, I said, wow. Yeah. He started Wig reading. Long. He started reading from the beginning of the book. 
um, basically with posing some of the same questions we asked y'all. Like, do you feel like you have so much to do? Everything's important and you feel all over the goddamn place. Yeah. He said it in a more eloquent he way, did. but that's the homegirl way. He did, but we're saying it talking to the homegirl, so yeah. that's how we're saying it. So, so let's tell them what essentialism is. So what essentialism is, it is a deliberate practice of saying no and focusing on only what is truly important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all, this going to grab y'all wigs and snatch your edges. It is. We're if in- you have a U part, make sure it's laid down. <laughs> make sure it's make sure you're gripping it tight. Make Hold sure it's gripped U- hold. Everything's intact because we're going on a wild ride today. Yes, yes. So uh, what I love about essentialism, and again, this is everything that we've learned in the book. Essentialism or the way of the essentialism, it's about doing things, not doing everything, but doing the right things. It's not about doing less. It's about doing less, but better. Mm. Right. Like you don't want to just not do nothing. That's not what we're saying. Essentialism might think you might when you first hear that, you might think, oh, I'm not doing shit. Yeah. You know, that's how I thought about it. But the more you get into it, you realize that it's about figuring out what's truly important. You focus on those things because those are the things that truly matter that add value to your life and everything else will find its way where it's supposed to go. Or you realize that it's not supposed to happen at all. Less but better. That's what we're focusing on. I like that. Using our energy and our resources and our time efficiently and effectively to get the most quality. Because the way we live in this society, we've been conditioned to work, 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 more work equals more rewards equals more results. The harder you work. Yeah. The harder you work, the more you're going to get. You got to sleep when you dead and hustle culture. That is not true because we know that when we work a lot, we burn out. We burn out. Yeah. Or we spread ourselves thin or we do too much. We take on hella task and then you're not able to do what you need to do at a high level. So really you end up fucking yourself. Exactly. You end up fucking yourself. So what we want to do is put our energy into the right places so we can do less things, but better. Exactly. The things that we're doing, we're doing them at a high quality. Yes. We're doing quality over quantity. That part. Mm -hmm. And also not letting our work, our activities run our lives, because if we don't prioritize our life, the things that we're participating in or somebody else will. Mm-hmm. We, we This happens all the time. Like there's so many meetings where we feel like we need to be in every meeting. We feel like we need to be at every function. We've talked about the fear of missing out on this show before. We feel like we have to say yes to everything that comes our way. And that's not that's not the case. So I was super excited and happy to like just have this material fall on our desk Mm -hmm. because I feel like I can really benefit from this and grow. Yeah, same. And get some of the things that I need to get done done. Yeah. And what's really interesting and when you put it into perspective, when you realize everything that you say yes to, you're saying no to something else. You know, when you say, yeah, I'm going to the function, you just said, no, I can't get my grocery. This happens to me all the time, y'all. It happens to me all the time. I'm like, oh, yes, it's going to be a Sunday fun day. If I don't prioritize getting my groceries in the morning to set myself up for the week, it's not happening. There it goes, whole week does. Exactly. I just said yes to going out and I said no to being successful. Right. And you know what? It happens in the smallest ways because Mm -hmm. when we say yes to being on our phone, scrolling on TikTok all night, you're saying no to looking up topics for the podcast right, being productive. reading a book for development or even just to like tap into that creative space. Mm-hmm. You said yes to that and then said no to something that will actually help you. Right. 
I be what's I'm like I've been saying yes exactly I know I've been saying no to myself I know and when you think about the things that we do say yes to so somewhat frivolously it's like oh yeah I can do that oh even the social media scrolling oh yeah I'm just picking my phone up I'm I'm running that up yeah it's mindless and then I look up and 30 minutes has passed and I'm like wow Mm -hmm. what did I do that for 30 minutes of my day that could have been used for something else gone yeah gone Mm -mm. and the thing with essentialism is um we've talked about minimalism on here like way back when 2016 2017 beginning um beginning of time yeah and this is not just something that you're implementing right this is really a mindset shift if you are tapping into essentialism this is really a mindset shift, like changing the way that you've been thinking, the way you've been operating and deciding, you know what? I want better. I want different. What do I need to do? And then doing those things. Yeah. Essentialism isn't the way you do one thing. It's the way to do everything. Yeah. And, something to think and it can be um, challenging because it is going against what society is telling us to do. Like mm-hmm. like you mentioned, society is telling us go, 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 do, 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 succeed, succeed, succeed more and more and more. So if we're not doing that, it can feel weird. It can feel like you're being lazy. It can feel like you're not being productive and it can feel uncomfortable. And and truly guess what? We're not being productive because we're not doing the things that matter. Yeah. See, my TikTok scrolling keeps me from being productive. It's the product. It's the busy versus (sighs) it's easy to be busy. Yeah. Yeah, busyness with a but now productive busy with no business. We call we call busyness productivity when they don't always be that. Yeah, you be busy like you're just doing shit, girl, but you're not really doing shit. Yeah, yeah, take that one. Let's talk. Let's get into the essentialist approach, right? Like, Mm -hmm. how can we essentially tap essentially (laughs) (laughs) tap into this and like um, start the steps so and become. The essentialist. Yes, become. That's what we want to do, become an essentialist. So the way the book breaks it down is into three categories or three steps, right? Yeah, three pillars. Three pillars and there's steps inside of each pillar. So the first step is to explore and evaluate. So during this time, we're going to spend as much time as we can exploring, listening, debating, questioning, and thinking, Mm -hmm. right? And the reason why we're doing this is so that we can figure out and decide what are the vital items, right? What are the things that are really important to me amidst all the things that I'm doing or participating in or that I think are important? Mm -hmm. So when we're exploring and evaluating, we are doing some deep work. We're journaling. We're tapping into play. So that can look like going out and doing things that help you spark creativity and just learn more and discover more about yourself and also making sure you're getting adequate sleep because that's important. This explore and evaluate aspect of essentialism really stuck out to me in the wrap up. I don't know if y'all remember, but I mentioned that I wanted to implement more play and it came out of listening to this book and really wanting to adopt the principles and, and the way of the essentialist. Because I know that this is an area that I lack in, which keeps me from being more creative. But in addition to that, it's so mind boggling and how simple it is to understand that truly self-awareness, which is journaling, mm-hmm. play and curiosity and sleep rest can really change our lives. You know what I mean? So this is not one of those things that you feel like, oh, I could put that to the side. I don't have to journal. Actually, I do need to reflect. Exactly. It's ma- it's damn near mandatory. 
I don't have time to play. No, you do. You have to play. Right. You know, I don't have time to sleep. Sleep is for the week. No, nigga, you need rest. <laughs> you do. Your brain works better when you're rested. I noticed this over the last few weeks, almost a month now. I've been going to sleep at 1030 um, to get at least like seven hours of sleep every day. And a few nights, a few nights I fucked myself. I fucked with myself. <laughs> and I and I went to sleep a little later and I felt it. I felt how different I felt when I have seven, eight hours of sleep versus five to six i was like bro i was operating at a low level. low level yeah bottom tier no yeah it's it's bottom of the barrel i said oh wow i can't i can't go out like this yeah um but so, yeah what does play look like to you i'm still figuring it out it's an intention of mine for 2023 but play right now and exploring curiosity means like asking questions, not being afraid if I don't know something, setting aside time that is explicitly for myself to do nothing. Right. It might look like going on. Um, I said I wanted to do an adult gymnastics class and I did look for one, um, but the, the reviews were bad. So I have to circle back on that. But yeah, allowing my spirit to just be open and open wide and free. and free yeah yeah and trying to dj looks like play takes a lot of mental effort and play doesn't have to be like F- super fun like jumping yeah yeah like there's the aspects through. of that yeah but um learning a new hobby and skill can be play yeah you know there's hard parts of playing too think about there when you learn be. you know when you play outside with kids and you're getting you know what i'm saying yeah but this 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 section is really about just Creating the space and time mm-hmm. for yourself and even making yourself unavailable at times, which yeah. can be hard for, for some of us. But like carving out the time to be like, you know what? I can't. Yeah. This time is for me. Greg, the author, would say that this is about discerning the trivial few from the vital. I mean, the trivial many, pardon me, from the vital few. There's a lot of things that's vying for our time that constantly wants us to say, yes, pick me, do this. We feel it all the time. Send an email, go to work, scroll on the internet, talk on the phone, send a text, make your, there's a lot of things that are, you know, struggling. That are pulling at us. (laughs) Pulling at us constantly throughout the day. But it's for us to decide what's most important to me right now. What can I focus my attention on? Because I can't do it all. I just can't. You can't. I can't. And the sooner you realize that, the better off you'll be. Exactly. So another aspect of essentialism is to eliminate. So we have to actively eliminate activities and efforts, things that do not work towards our highest contribution. That's what we're here to do. We're here to figure out what we can do as people and make the most of it. What things are no longer serving you? You know, we have to constantly be asking ourselves that and looking for opportunities to cut those things out. That's a very, very um, important piece, important and strong piece. There's a lot of details in the book and we encourage y'all to read it because there's a lot that we just cannot share here. But think about how often you go through your closet, you pull things out, you say, I'm taking this to the Goodwill. But unless you truly Take it out, make a plan for it, put it in a bag, know where the goodwill is, make time in your schedule to drop it off. The elimination will not happen. It'll just be there collecting and it look like, oh, I got all these clothes, but are they useful clothes? Are they useful? So it's like we have to figure out how can we remove obstacles? What does that obstacle look like? Scheduling it, making it effective, really being strategic on how we eliminate, because if we don't, 
we'll just be still doing everything. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Feeling crazy. Definitely need to co- always be looking, doing those audits. We talked about audits, life audit before, but making that a habit to consistently do an audit and assess, does this still fit? Especially, I'll say like in business, there's so many things that we have been doing just because we've always been doing them. Yeah. When it's like, do you even really need to still be doing that? Is right. that still effective? Does, does that still bring you joy? Even budget planning. This was brought up in the book that a lot of business budget off of last year's budget. But a, another effective way could be just doing from a zero budget, figuring out what it is that you need mm. and making your budget off of those things. Last year might not be the best gauge. You don't yeah. know what last year looked like. Maybe last year wasn't even an effective year financially. Right. Why are we budgeting off last year? We need to be looking towards the to the now. What's working for us now? What do we anticipate will likely work? And and you know, ooh, something else that I want to share. Right. Um, a pilot elimination. So you know, typically you already have things in your life and. You're kind of afraid to um, omit them. Trial omitting them and subtracting them a pilot. So maybe it's like two weeks. I'm not going to do a certain thing that I always do and see how I feel by taking that out. Maybe in the morning I get up and I feel chaotic because I'm late. I'm, you know, waking up late. I'm doing all these things. Maybe if you take some things off of your plate, you can figure out what makes the most sense for you and decide if you want to implement that strategy going forward. Subtracting is very powerful. Yeah. And I like that. I've been doing that kind of with class pass and Pilates because I noticed that I was going to start getting into a habit of like, okay, I'm going to go to this class every Tuesday. Right. But sometimes the week doesn't call for that. Sometimes during the week, I don't need to go to Pilates every Tuesday because then it turns into the rat race. I have to go. I have Pilates. I got to be done with this. And it's like, you know what? This week I need to chill. Yeah. It needs to be eliminated this week. I can't. That happened to me last we record we were recording and I had Pilates schedule and I was like, oh, OK, I'm gonna go home. I'll hurry up and do this. I'm gonna do that and get to my class. Right. But again, I was already in my way of the essentialist. These, these principles were already on my mind. Right. So as I was trying to get home, change my clothes, get to the class, I thought to myself, I had to take a later class than usual because I had work that day. And saying yes to Pilates at 7.45 would have meant saying no to my night routine, Mm -hmm. cooking my dinner, getting in bed by 10.30, making sure that I felt well rested and preparing myself for the next day. Right. So I got home and I was still debating, tugging with myself like I really should go because, again, now I'm feeling like I'm not honoring a commitment I made to myself. But then I said, no. I have to say no to that tonight because, and I'm going to take the $28, the $28 cancellation fee, 28 y'all. Mm. It was not 12. Mm. And I said, mm. but I got the money. I got the money. Sometimes you got to pay the price. I had to pay to play. Yeah. I was like, I cannot go tonight. I got to reset myself. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up. Doing things a little differently might feel uncomfortable at first, but it might put us in a position to win later. That part. Yeah. So the final part of adopting the essentialist approach is to execute. So Mm. in this step, we're investing the time that we saved into creating the system for removing obstacles and making the execution of what we want to participate in as easy as possible. Right. So we've been talking about that in our conversation, just deciding, okay, you know what? That's out. And so now the things that are vital, I can freely pour into. I can give my all. I'm giving a great quality. I feel good here. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm being stretched too thin. 
we're flowing. Yeah. The flow state is very important. And once you get to this part of the essentialist approach, you will notice the flow. Yeah. It feels like as easeful as life can be. We know that life has its ups and downs, twists and turns. But yeah. when you feel that flow, it's like, okay. You love it this there. This feels good. Yeah, you realize, oh, I was playing myself before. Right. And, and another thing, sometimes we are so used to doing things that are counterproductive or not in our best interest. We, that becomes a normal feeling to us, exactly. a baseline. Resistance feels like normal. Yeah, like constantly having to tug and push and pull and work and strive and do a million things at once feels like this. I'm supposed to be moving like this. That when you make adjustments, you realize I was fucking around. I was I was doing too much <laughs> I and I didn't. I was much. doing so much and I didn't even have to be doing all that. I did it. Yes. So y'all stick around for our next segment. Well, if you ask me after this. Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish, the possibilities are endless. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the True Accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Hey, bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's Revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me... It's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. 
Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories, like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, mm. And let's not forget, Black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. (laughs) The real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. 
Okay, y'all. So let's get a little more into this and tell y'all about how we personally feel about essentialism. If you can't already tell, we are fans. We have already started adopting some of this into our lifestyles. Um, So that's that on that. But I would ask you, Mm -hmm. what is the very most important thing that you think you should be doing with your time and your resources right now? Um, Building a business. Uh, I'm really excited for the new year and realizing what's important, putting the systems in place so that we can execute flawlessly, as flawlessly as possible. But um, that's really important to me and taking care of myself, myself. And I I know we talked about not having multiple priorities, but these are the most important things that I want to use my resources for. And when I keep myself and the um, strength of this business at the forefront of my mind, then I'm able to make choices that reflect that that those are truly my desires. Yeah. If it's taking care of yourself, what does that look like? Getting your proper rest, eating your meals. Maybe what I've realized is that I can't go to everything and do everything. My schedule needs to look a little different on the weekends where I prioritize my wellness and then like my fun can go away because the way I was doing my life, I wanted to jam pack all of my business so that the weekend and the day was as free as possible for whatever fun that came up. Um, And I would do all of the shit like my gym and and all the stuff that I don't really want to do on the weekend during the weekday. Right. But then I would be burned out and exhausted. So caring for myself to my highest capability is my main priority right now. And being a great teammate and partner in this business and doing my very best and not letting my perceived laziness take over my abilities. That's what I would that say. Part. What about you? Same. I definitely want to pour more of myself into building this business because I have recognized that the business has just been a thing on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. You know, it hasn't really been prioritized. It's just been a to-do. And other things have been prioritized at times, like fun. Yeah, it's always fun. It's like, okay, let's, like you said, let's work this around going to the day party. Yeah. When sometimes it needs to be, uh, most times it needs to be, can't go to that, have to work. You know what I'm saying? And then I will notice, oh, wow, what I really want, what I actually want is manifesting. Because Mm -hmm. the day party provides fun for a fleeting moment, but... I'm really trying to get more intentional about setting up like what my future, like what I want my actual future to look like. You know, Mm -hmm. I say I want to be successful. I see all these big things for myself. But in reality, I have to reflect and look back on what am I actually doing to put those things into place. So for now, in this new year, I really plan to just dig into that like all the way and just give it my all and prioritize that because all the other shit. I'm unavailable for. Period. Nigga, I'm, Ray Charles to it. I'm, Helen Keller. I'm unavailable. I can't hear it. I can't see I'm, it. I'm unavailable for it. And I'm like, you know what? Nah. And there comes times, there are seasons where you do have to pick something. and You do have to dive into it. And that's the tough part when you haven't never had to do that. And I would challenge us. Um, I feel like we had a really great planning meeting. We get into a little a, a little way. Sometimes we'll have these moments where we'll be super about the brand and like meeting and right. not to say that our shit is not taken care of, but there's should be taken care of. But we know our we, we know, know we can take it up a notch right. when it can be taken up a our notch. potential. Yeah. And I think that 
the same way we'd be like, oh, this is happening on this day. This is happening. Like we need to have a set day, like the third Sunday of the month or whatever Sunday is going to be that month. We are at the coffee shop for the morning because that was very inspiring to do that. Um, And I want to do more of that. And you notice that you have better results. You feel more prepared. When you prepare. When you prepare. <laughs> this is what y'all been doing. Y'all been preparing. <laughs> and who do we see at the coffee shop? <laughs> the most prepared we girl saw, last. We saw a peer. I said, oh, this is what our peers be this doing. This is what y'all been doing. <laughs> we be throwing ass and y'all be sipping lattes on a Sunday. I said, okay, yeah, there's things to do. No, for um, real, for real. I've been priding myself on doing it all. I've done told y'all that I've held things on my plate. Oh, I'm studying for this. Oh, I'm yeah. doing this. And I'm like, no. Yeah. I can't do it all. I don't want to do it all at the same time. I can't. I can't be the girl who's working hella hard, who's dating. And I, some, I can't. Everything can't be my priority. Yeah. Dating's off the table. I don't even feel like dating at this point. It's like, nigga, I'll come find you or find me <laughs> after I get Let this me get, figured out. get things together. So I think it'll be a great time to pivot to solutions. Yeah. There's a lot of solutions, a lot of tips um, that Greg, the author of Essentialism, the disciplined pursuit of less or whatever the hell he said. It's something about discipline. It, you definitely have to have discipline. It's disciplined. But we'll get into the s- solution. So first solution, y'all, you have to fully embrace essentialism. It can't be halfway. It can't be 25%. It can't be, I'm going to take this little yeah. piece and then I'm going to leave the rest. You have to fully embrace it. And to do so, you have to replace some assumptions in your life with three core truths. Now, Ooh, remember, these are real. These ain't no fakety fakes. These are the real deals. Yeah. The first one, you have to move from saying I have to, to I choose to. Oh, this was very empowering for me when I heard this. All of these truths that we'll share were very empowering. But I have to we get that. That comes out. I got to do this. I have to. I have to. I have to. No, nigga, you choose to. Exactly. And this thinking you have to do everything will have you taking on a martyr approach. It'll have you shackled up. baby. You'll be a martyr. Shackled in handcuffs. And feeling resentment when you realize that you're choosing to do all of these things. It has nothing to do with what you have to do. You've made the decision and now you feel terribly that you have to do them because you've committed. You've committed. Now it feels like I have to. This this is definitely freeing for me because I've said it. I've been have to. I got to go here and I got to go here and I got to show up for it. No, you don't have to. You don't. And there's more. You have to move from saying it's so important to only a few things matter. Now, this is the piece. We get in our own way when we make ourselves believe that everything is important. Everything is not important, y'all. We have to remember that there's only a few things that we can do. Yeah. There's tr- there are truly only a few things we can do. And everything just can't be important. It's not. Everything you're doing is important. It's not. Like, nah. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's real simple. And lastly, this is the last core truth. You have to stop saying, I can do both. To, I can do anything, but not everything. This is me. I'm an I can do it all. Girl, because you'll be like, I got to I got to go you know take the I laptop. Will. I got to find an outfit and I have a dinner reservation at six. And it's, it's four. Yes. I'm like, Germany, why did you squeeze all that into one window? I am that girl. I'll go get my nails done. I'll be like, I got to go here. I'm going to be at your house to get my hair done after. And then I'm going I'm to go to the game. It's a lot. It's a lot. On every side of town. It don't Girl, even close together. I know. I'll drop Gatsby off. I'll go get my nails done. I'll go get a massage. I'll go pick Gatsby. Yeah. Y'all, I can't I, I can't do it all. And I and this helped me realize, man, I can't do everything. There has to be some stuff that I'm gonna just have to say I can't make it. 
but I, I love to I love to do as much as I can. I know. And that's the part where I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to feel. When Liberate I- it once you do it. Yeah. Initially, it's going to be hard because we are conditioned at this point. This is how we respond. But we can't think that, oh, this is just who I am because it's not just who you are. We are conditioned and it's also shifting from the fear of missing out to the joy of missing out. Yes. Instead of being fearful and feeling like, oh, my God, I'm going to be missing this. Just be like, okay, you know what? I'm missing something for something better. Yeah. Life is about trade off for something better. You know what I'm saying? Did I really need to be at that? Yeah. It's understanding trade offs. Again, everything you're saying yes to, you're saying no to something else. So just make sure that when you are saying yes, it's worth it. That whatever else is you're, you're going to eventually say no to in the upcoming future was worth what you said yes to. Right. Because how many times do we say yes and then we're dreading it on the day of like, oh, my God, girl, why did I even say why did I even agree to doing this? That's me. So that brings us to our next solution. Saying no. Mm-hmm. Because we are so quick to say yes. As soon as something hits our phone or yes. something's presented, it's like, yes. Send so <laughs> Send me the details. Yes. RSVP is is sent yes so we need to learn to say a slow yes and a quick no Mm -hmm. okay and the cheat code to saying no is saying it firmly resolutely and gracefully right Mm -hmm. we're not just being hard-bodied and mean and be like no 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 there's a way to do it and we're going to share with you a few ways to say no because saying no is hard you know it's hard to be like no Especially when you've been the person who's always said yes, it's going to be jarring to some people Mm -hmm. to be like, "Um, what do you mean? No. So here's a here's a few few little pointers for you. First one, you can be like when someone sends you an invite, instead of just saying yes, hella quick, be like, let me check my calendar and Mm -hmm. get back to you. This gives you time to pause and assess what your priorities are. Right. Take a look at what else is happening that day or what's happening in the upcoming days before that that you might need to prepare for and think about what you saying yes to this, whatever that was presented to you, may be saying no to, right? This allows you to take back your control and your own decisions rather than being rushed into just being like, yeah. I'm going to do it. I love that. I'm going to be a let me check my calendar girl all 2023. I'm going to let me check. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to get back to you. If it's a work situation, y'all, which we know that a lot of us are stretched well beyond our means at work, doing things that are just outside of our job description, our scope, our work caseload, whatever it is, we're doing more than than we should and going above and beyond. I know how we do. Right. But if it is a work situation and someone asks you to do something, you can tell your manager, sure, yes, but what else should I deprioritize? Hello. When I heard this, I said, ugh liberate the girl damn take it back your power. the way i'm gonna be throwing this out yeah i can but what would you like me to de- deprioritize what in other words what what won't what what won't i be doing what won't i be getting done because this is powerful because you take it off of your plate you don't have to feel like i have to there's a promotion that i'm up for they're gonna think i can't handle it no put the put the trade off on your manager's plate let them fucking <laughs> juggle with it let them figure wrestle with the idea damn okay because you'll find out maybe it's some trivial shit that they can handle or that they'll give to somebody else my plate is full and they'll understand and it's them and you letting them know you know what i want to do a good you job forgot, but i have all these other things on my plate as well so please let me know <laughs> What can be neglected so that I can do this new thing that you exactly. put on my plate? Please. And another way even to say that if you're on email or Teams, 
What else should I deprioritize? Because I want to give my best to this and other tasks will be neglected. Mm-hmm. Or I, 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 I want to provide quality work. In doing so, I need to have something else removed. What should be deprioritized? What? That is a real flex. Baby. That's a corporate flex. Of course. You know we love to have a corporate something. In we our love toolkit. to say, girl, fuck you in a, in a professional way. Right. Per my last email. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, here's another one. We're going to be assertive and we're going to be courteous with our nose, right? So you might say to someone, "I'm." if they present something to you, like, I'm sorry, I can't right now, but I'll let you know when and if I can. Mm-hmm. It's an easy letdown, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's polite. It puts you in a position of power. It can help you change the dynamic by saying no, but I'll let you know mm-hmm. if and when. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I did say no. Right. But I might come around on the back end and help you out. I might come around on the back end. And you're telling people like, you know, I'm I'm driving the boat. Yes. I'm I'm running this shit. Another thing that you can say is, I appreciate you asking me for help, but I'm 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 too strapped right now. I'm yeah. too stretched in to devote my time to what it is that you might need and for me to also be of quality assistance and help to you. People respect you when you're upfront, when you're direct. But when you say yes to stuff, making it seem like you could do something that you can't or that the quality is going to be uh, one way and it's not, now I got an issue. Or even something that you just don't want to do at the moment. That like, too. You you would be so... I recently had to do this. I recently had to go into this bag of... I almost stretched myself to, to do it. On Mondays at the moment... Oh, wow. On a Monday? They're hectic for me. I yeah. have work. I have a three-hour class. And then I have a podcast meeting right after. What I wanted, what I want to do after that is rest. I don't want to talk to nobody. I just want to kick my fucking feet up, yeah. watch some TV. Because you're literally go, going all day. I'm spent. I'm spent. Okay. So someone had hit me up like, "Hey, um, can you talk?" And I said, "Today's not a good day for me. Mm. Actually, it's not. I've had a long day, and tomorrow will be better." They didn't say nothing, but I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Right. (laughs) I have had a long ass day and me talking to you to make you happy would not make me happy. No. So it's not on my, I can't today. And I felt good saying that. I felt like I was, I really felt empowered being like, you know what? Not today. I'm pretty stretched. Mondays are hectic for me. Circle back on a Tuesday. Or not. Or not. Yeah, yeah. Or not. It's up to you. But I told you what I But that's when I, I will do. be available. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, because I'm, I'm an essentialist. <laughs> okay. Last way to say no, y'all. If you commit to something, which we know happens, it's okay to get back to the person and say, unfortunately, when I committed to this, I didn't understand. I didn't fully realize the level of what it all entailed. Yeah. It's okay to 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 uncommit. It is okay to renege. Sometimes we got to turn the plane around. Imagine heading somewhere on a half a tank of gas and realizing, oh, shit, I actually don't got enough to get the full, full way. Are you going to still stay on the road and try to get to your destination knowing you don't have enough gas? Right. You're going to pull off the road, get yourself some fuel. And you might be later. You might have to say, I can't come at all. It's okay. Turn the plane around. I have to get comfortable with this because this is another thing I pride myself on honoring my commitments. And it's not saying that I'm going to turn into a fickle bitch who doesn't like be a woman of her word. But it's allowing myself the grace and the space to say, you know what? I thought that I could, but now I can't. And after 
looking over the things that I have to do, my priorities, the things that are essential, this thing is no longer essential. Sometimes we commit to things on days when there's nothing that has to, nothing happens, but something of a greater priority comes up and it will trump me going to your function, me going to your birthday party, me sliding through to do what I thought I was going to be able to, because this thing requires much more of my attention, my focus, my time, my resources. And doing both is, I can't. I can't do both. <laughs> I just can't. And really the most important thing to note when we are saying no is that we may lose popularity. Like I said, it may be jarring to some people to hear you start saying no. It can be complicated to say no. But Instead of being popular, we will be respected because people are going to start respecting you. I know when people say a firm no to me, I'm like, OK, shit. right. They said, <laughs> what, said, they what, said. said. They said what they said. They said, no, they can't do it. Then nail. They can't do it. What can I do? But respect it. Yeah. So we're trading the popularity for respect. And that's here. just that on that. OK. Yeah. Another our last solution, actually create buffers in your process. So having space and time for what you're currently doing for what's coming down the turnpike to breathe, those are our buffers. And this just makes sure that we have effective quality work. Yeah. You know, effort, not even work. Just a time, a day. Right. So we just need to consider all of the obligations that can be removed in our processes, processes to allow for flow, for flawless execution. That's yeah. what we're going after. Flawless execution. That part, because the thing is, a lot of us underestimate how much time is going to take us to complete a task. Mm -hmm. We do this all the time with how much time is going to take us to get to work, how much time is going to take us to record a show, Listen. how much time is going to take to us to prep the notes, exactly <clears throat> to and get yourself ready to go out. Listen, this is a thing. It's a planning fallacy. That's exactly what this it's is called. called the planning fallacy. So with the planning fallacy. It is our tendency to underestimate how long a task would take, even when we've done a task before. That's the piece. You know how long it takes you to get ready, you know? So why do you only give yourself 45 minutes to an hour when you know that you need an hour and a half? Mm -hmm. And then you're in a frenzy wondering why you're late. Or you can't get to your place on time because you've done this time and time again, but you underestimated how much time it was going to take you this time to do what you needed to do. Yes, it's a thing. We have to create a buffer. You know what? It takes me an hour and a half. I'm going to start getting ready two hours. You should. And that's that's a rule of thumb for when you're creating buffers in your processes and moving towards more uh, flawless execution and creating less friction in your process is allowing yourself 50% more of the time that you would typically use. So if it takes you an hour, for instance, myself, it takes me to get time. It takes me an hour to get ready. In my, recently, I've started giving myself an hour and a half because that allows for me to stop, for me to take my time, listen to the music, get something to drink if I want. And I'm still on time. If you are a person who takes 30 minutes to get to work, leave 15 minutes earlier, an additional 45 minutes. And the time that you use, if you if it doesn't take you the extra few minutes that you've allotted, great. You'll be at ease. It's a bonus. You can relax. You can rest. You can start doing something else that is more efficient and matters. Because if you don't have the time, imagine how stressed you'll be trying to get to your destination right. or do the things or finish the project, get to the deadline. Now you're uncomfortable. Now you're swamped. Now mm -hmm. you're resentful. Yeah. I hate doing this. 
I was feeling like that when we were planning and doing a lot of our podcasting stuff. It's like, we'll wait until just a few days before it needs to be done and then be wondering why we don't have any energy to do it or right. why we don't feel creative. Or why the product, why the quality is not how we really want exactly. it Exactly. Why you don't feel inspired. If you know it takes two hours to prep the notes, you should probably give yourself three. If it takes you a week to think about an episode, you probably should give yourself two. Yeah. Just something to consider, y'all. Help make our lives easier in 2023. That's what we're doing. <laughs> so if you realize that you've had a hard time detaching from things that are not essential, we are going to advise you to be aware of the status quo bias. Okay, so the status quo bias is the t- the tendency to continue doing something because you've always done it. Mm-hmm. We are done with doing that, right? We realize that the way we've always done things is not working for us because why we're not reaching the goals or the intentions that we set for ourselves. And we want to stop doing that. We recognize that something new has to happen. So that's what we're doing here. And we're recognizing that time is a luxury. It is. We can't just go tossing out our time and our energy like we have it to give. Treat it like your luxury goods. And I mean, I'm not making it material, but... Sometimes we need the visualization. Would you go throw your Gucci bag just all willy nilly, throwing it around, letting somebody borrow on it, giving them? No, you treat it like, let me put my shit back in the duster when I'm not using it or let me make sure you're mindful of how you treat it. Treat your time the same way. When I'm struggling to get up in the morning, I think to myself, wow, I have the gift of time. Yeah, this is a luxury that I can get up a a few minutes earlier and allow myself to have an easeful morning and get to work on time and plan and do the things that I want to do in a way that feels best to me. So let's reframe our mind, our, our, our perspective on what it means to do what we have to do. Exactly. Because we talk about the soft life. This is a way to mm. really adopt a soft life once yeah. we're recognizing the projects, the tasks, the relationships, the things that have been consuming so much of our time recognizing those things that aren't working for us and saying we're done here we're done keep that status quo bias in the top of your mind when you think about your job your nigga your friendships whatever it is you don't got to stay in that thing you don't got to stay in that thing you don't got to keep doing it the way you were doing it be done give it it the deuces you don't have to y'all yeah at any moment we can switch from being the journalist of our lives meaning writing our own story to being the editor editors have the job of omitting things as an after, after, you know, after the shit has been written. Making it presentable. You write your story and you give it to the editor. Take out what doesn't need to be here. Yeah. You're constantly writing your story as the journalist. You're constantly deciding what it is that you want to do. Pause for a moment. Figure out what do I need to edit? How can I take this thing out? What do I need to subtract? What no longer is working for my story? You have that power. Now go. You got the power. <laughs> we haven't sung this episode, but you got the power. You do. And really what essentialism is, is a tool that will help you get closer to the life that you truly want. Mm -hmm. A mindset and a way of life to help you get the life you want. And I know that's what we talk about all the time here. So this is just something for you to take, put into your toolkit and go on and be great. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So let us tell you how we did that shit right after this.
Okay, y'all. So this is the part of the show where we big ourselves up for doing a bunch of dope shit. And um, we just hold space for sharing it with y'all. Also, this is the place where you can use that homegirl hotline and send us your idea that shit so we can hear let everybody hear how you are winning in your real life. We, we, we love really that. We would love to hear that. So um, we corporately fasted as a team, the Black Bravado team. We fasted just for the things that we are hoping to see in the new year. And uh, I can share a part of what was on my fast was no alcohol, no sweets and no social media. And um, during the time of not being on social media, I realized how much time I have to do other things and how non-essential it can be um, if you're not using it as a tool. Because I'm not saying that social media cannot be powerful, beneficial, a resource, but the way I use it, y'all, it gives big entertainment. Okay. It's, it's, an, it's an entertainment <laughs> Big tool. entertainment. Big switch. entertainment, honey. I will be on TikTok scrolling, doom scrolling as Andres calls it. Mm-hmm. Just uh, in a hole, deep into a deep. bag holes the movie watching the same thing in a loop watching the same thing baby all the trends all the trendies i'm checking salad i'm saying it all doing it all baby five and every everything it's non-stop for me and i realized how how um it just is not a priority of mine it should not be a priority of mine to use my time and my energy in that way yeah you know so fasting really helped me i'm i'm not having did that shit i'm doing that shit re-figuring out my priorities when it comes to my social media usage. Yeah, the corporate fast helped me see the same damn thing because that was on my list as well because the thing is, I put it on the list because I know. Right. (laughs) I know it's something that has me in a chokehold that prevents me from doing a lot of other things that are essential. And so I too had that same realization. I was reading more, even if it's like articles that... We're helping me come up with new episode top potential episode topics and just things to share with the community. And I'm like, wow. Right. It's not that I'm incapable. It's just that I've been saying no to this because I've been saying yes to, to the other shit. Right. And, you know, actually, I am doing that shit because I've set a new timer on my phone for social media. It's going to be 40 minutes for Instagram. Or I mean, it's 40 minutes for TikTok, 20 minutes for Instagram. So hopefully I see whatever I need to see in those 20 minutes. Otherwise, I'll save it for tomorrow. I don't be missing shit on Instagram anyway. But TikTok is my boo-boo baby. It's my love. (laughs) So, yes, make sure y'all share with us. We'd love to hear how you're doing your shit. We would. So, y'all, now it is time to pick up your pen. We're dropping a gem. So it's only right for the gym this week to be the book that we've been talking about this whole episode. And that is Essentialism Mm -hmm. by Greg McGowan. It is so good. You can listen to it. You can read it. You can get it on Audible. You can get it in the Libby app. You can go to the bookstore. Just get the book. However you prefer to digest the information, get it. Yeah. Great read. Great listen. 10 out of 10. Highly recommend. I agree. So that brings us to the end of our show. <laughs> we've given you all that we've had to give. But next week, we'll be chatting about creating habits that stick. So we expect you to bring your asses back because uh-huh. we'll be here. Well, we want to see you. So pull up on us. See you later. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.